On today's episode of the WNP Podcast, we tell you how far the Wolverines and Spartans can go and ponder what teams have a chance to dethrone the Crimson Tide. Stay tuned. Episode 115 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing swell for the second time today. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. And hey, I saw you bouncing your head to the intro music. Don't you love it? Yeah, I, I enjoy it very much. It's great. And Chase, I don't know if you noticed, but do you like my gear, my attire today? I did notice, and it's like a four out of ten wearing some michigan state stuff because today is a special college football episode it is you know if only the hat and shirt actually match colors and you know maybe I'd like a well this more. is black and this is green yeah maybe they're both green i mean black. it's got is it green here here where's the green there's green somewhere that's green there's oh, there's green so there's a just, green stripe somewhere i don't see it anywhere oh, okay uh, also drinking a cucumber lime uh, seltzer here. Oh, so, that's so cute. So that's green as well. And that's why I'm drinking this grapefruit color. It's like an orange pinkish to represent the. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that's great. Uh, all right. On the college football episode today, we are going to be talking about the craziness that has been the college football landscape so far. We're going to talk about the, 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 the times we we're wrong, which. That's not easy for us. I've never, especially for I, you. I've never been wrong. I was never wrong when we did our our original college football show. Definitely not. No chance. I, I was wrong. I definitely didn't hype up Miami or anything. We're also going to be talking about MSU and U of M. See how far they can make it. Is are these teams that can really vie for a playoff spot? We'll talk about that. Uh, talk about some of the underperforming teams like Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. And then, what does the playoffs look like? Can anyone beat Bama? We'll talk about that as well. And then finally, 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 stay tuned for an Arch Manning update. If you're big into high school kids coming up, the recruits, we've got a big update surrounding Arch Manning. So if you're interested in that, make sure to stay tuned towards the end. But Chase, the craziness and where we were wrong, very similar because you had Iowa State as one of your playoff sleepers. I had Indiana as one of mine. My dad, who has not been able to make this show because kind of the, the setup that we have right now, we're not all really able to have guests on right now. But I know he'd love to be here, but he picked TCU. They're not doing so hot either. So what, what, what's the record right now? Even? I they're, even they're two and one. They are? Okay. And then Iowa State and Indiana both sitting at two and two. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State and Indiana both originally in the top 25 for week one, neither in the top 25 anymore. Hey, at least Iowa State still got some votes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's It's been a really weird college football season. A lot of teams that I think everyone expected to do really well haven't. And then there's some teams that we didn't expect to do too hot, and they have done, which is really weird, including my Michigan State Spartans. Uh, we're not going to be talking about Michigan State, U of M, Clemson, Oklahoma, or Ohio State in this specific um, segment, segment, little chatter we're doing here. But who are some teams that have surprised? We already talked about Iowa State. Already talked about um, 
uh, Indiana. I think Iowa won. Iowa is one that just, just shocked the hell out of me. Sitting yeah. currently fifth. Stole, stole my thunder. I was going to say, say Iowa State, but drop the state. And there you go. Because, like, how the hell are they fifth in the country? It's incredible. It, they've, but they've looked really good doing it all. Like, like, they haven't looked like they have a flaw in their game right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand. I they went up against Indiana week one, and I was thinking, uh, you know, that's going to be an Indiana win. Michael Penix looking good. A lot of starters returning for Indiana. Absolutely not. It was a blowout for Iowa. Iowa's got a great defense. Currently, the best defense in the Big Ten. Uh, their offense has matched as well. I think another team we can talk about in the same conference, in the same division, the Big Ten West. You got the Wisconsin Badgers. That's a team that I think we expected a lot out of. Currently sitting at one and two. Graham Mertz has looked awful. Oh, my God. He looks so bad. I was like, yeah, Jack Cohen's gone. Graham Mertz, he, he, he can take over and do some good things. Now he can't do anything. In the last nine games, can you guess how many touchdowns he has? Is it more than games played? No. Oh, five? Two. Oh, my. No, no. Oh, no. In his most recent game, he threw one touchdown, four interceptions, including two picks. That was against Notre Dame. That's just bad. Yeah, so some teams performing better than we thought, some not. I think Baylor is another one that I didn't really expect them to be in a fighting position for the Big 12 championship. Right now, they are the third-ranked Big 12 team, Oklahoma being number six, Oklahoma State being number 19, and Baylor being 21. But I'd argue Baylor has looked the best out of all of them. Yeah, like Oklahoma is only ranked six with their Oklahoma. There's, they're, they're not the sixth-best team in the country. Like, right. They just flat-out aren't. So they're, they're getting that, that, that favoritism there. So it's a little, a little horse garbage, if you ask me. Um, even the Cincinnati Ripple open three and all Cincinnati's looked very good. And, you know, it's not the hardest schedule. They still looked very good. I think they should be above Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that Baylor's really showing that like they're, 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 they're someone we're talking about. Finally, the North Carolina Tar Heels. I know, I don't think you were as high on them as I was. Uh, Sam Howell, I was expecting to do great things. Um, he had a really bad game one, game two and three, they came out firing. He was really good in game two and three. Uh, I thought he was decent in this past game, but it wasn't enough to get it done as they now dropped to two and two. They're out of the rankings as well. Yeah. And like deservingly so they, they just don't look good enough. And Sam Howell looks like, you know, he, he, he just looks like another guy at the moment. And I, I, I do like, I know you said you want to save Clemson and stuff for like later on, but I just do want to mention real quick before I forget, like Texas has, was the most votes for a team that didn't get in. I would easily put Texas over Clemson right now. Like, like not even think about it. I'd be okay with that. Clemson's, Awesome. I love Clemson. And Bijan has Texas. Looked, you said Clemson. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Exactly. And Bijan has looked great. So I'm excited for that Texas team. And hey, their name might be coming up a little bit later. If you remember what I said was coming up later, you would know what that's about. But uh yeah, a lot of a lot of craziness has happened in the college football landscape so far. Really the only two teams that I feel like isn't a team that could lose on any day is Alabama and Georgia. I feel like those have really been the only two consistently great teams. I mean, you got Oregon at three, you got uh, Penn state at four, Iowa at five. Those are all good teams. Don't get me wrong, but I would not be shocked if one of them 
drop a game in the next three, four weeks. Penn State is probably not the number four team in the country either. Like, yeah. like, like they they really aren't. I think better competition. Like, I, I think that Michigan can beat them. I, I, I don't know if Michigan State plays them. I don't think it'd be impossible Michigan State beat them if Michigan State plays them. Like, I, I really don't. I think they're bound to lose two, possibly three games in the Big Ten, honestly. And do you think that when looking at those three other teams that we just mentioned, any chance that either of them could go toe-to-toe with the Bulldogs or the Crimson Tide? I would say the only one would be Oregon and like Thibodeau would have to have the game of a lifetime. Honestly, I agree. I think those teams are the two to beat right now. I feel like they're already locked in to a playoff spot unless they drop something that they shouldn't. But I, I think right now it looks like Bama versus Georgia in the sec championship. It doesn't really matter who loses that game. I think they still make it into that four spot. If they both stay undefeated, which they could, they very well could, the way they're looking right now, I don't care who wins or loses. They should both still be the one and two team after that game. Yeah, both teams looking absolutely electric right now. But let's talk about some other teams that are looking absolutely electric, and it happens to be within our own state. The Michigan Wolverines, the Michigan State Spartans, both off to a 4-0 and start. And damn, do they look good. I cannot wait for October 30th. It's going to be Michigan at Michigan State. I got invited up to a tailgate, hoping to make it, and uh, that's going to be a fun one. I'm really hoping that each team comes into that game undefeated. So, Chase, I want to go to you for the Michigan Wolverines side. You're more of a Wolverines fan than a state fan. What is Michigan doing right to get them to this point of sitting 4-0 and sitting at the, what is it, 14th ranked spot? Blake Corum. Like, like actually. Like, Cade McNamara has played well enough to, you know, warrant still playing and not losing games. But Blake Corum has changed the game pretty much. Like, anytime he's on the field, he looks to make a big play. And he's had some sort of play that essentially altered the game path and helped create a, a freaking Michigan win. He has looked really good. You know, I talk about Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he looks really great in UCLA. I'm a big fan of his game. Obviously, yeah, I was crushed when he left Michigan because I thought he should have got more usage but Corum is doing just fine taking on the role I mean 69 attempts nice 475 yards seven touchdowns it's all just running the ball he is a true dynamic weapon looking like an NFL caliber type running back he just looked so good and the defense is playing very well too they like just as a whole they are like that wasn't an issue like like, the mission defense is always usually pretty damn good so there wasn't really any concerns there it was just are they gonna get it done offensively and Blake Corum's guy that's been running through. Yeah, Blake Corum has been electric, arguably a top three back in the country right now. Uh, I know some people have him as their number one or even number two, but I've got a guy who's a little bit higher than him, and we'll talk about him eventually. But, yeah, Michigan's defense, phenomenal, second in the Big Ten right now, only behind Iowa. Um, the one thing I am concerned about Michigan going forward is that pass game because – if a team shuts down Corum, it could be a pretty tough game. We saw that versus Rutgers last week. Corum only had 68 yards on the ground, and it was a very close game. Came down to a 20 to 13 victory for U of M. When you look at McNamara overall, through his first four games, he thrown he's thrown for 136 yards, 44 yards, 191 yards, and 163 yards. 
he doesn't seem to be the answer when it comes to U of M's passing game. No, he, he's not like some savior, but like he's done fine enough where like where they've needed him. He's been able to make some throws and like he's not done anything like worth losing his job is really what it comes down to. He's always gotten pulled out in games too, where JJ McCarthy has gone in because they've had big leads or whatever's going on, you know? So like you, you can't really just like you, you got to roll with him. You, you got to just kind of you can't pull him out. Um, he hasn't done anything worthy of it. If, you know, they play a tougher competition and he ends up struggling. Then you throw J.D. McCarthy and maybe get the passing game going a little more. But right now, they don't need to throw the ball a lot. And I would like to see J.J. McCarthy in there because he was a five-star recruit. It'd be really fun to see him get in there. And he's looked good when he's gotten in. And uh, Ohio State, they brought in their five-star recruit. Um, forgetting, I think it's C.J. McCord or something McCord. Yeah. Kyle McCord? Yeah. I don't know. Either way, Ohio State's rookie came in or uh, five-star freshman. So it'd be really... Stroud sucks. Yeah. yeah, he's struggling. So it'd be really cool to see Michigan get their guy in there as well. But yeah, Corum and uh, the defense really doing well. How far can Michigan get? So they got Wisconsin next. Then their other big opponents, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. Can this Michigan team realistically get to the playoffs? Or do you think this is yet another one of Harbaugh seasons where they look good at the start? But once they run into those giants of the division, they drop out. There's no reason to put your faith in them. So I think they're, I think they can go 10 and 2, which would be a very good season. But the way you started and the way things are shaping up and like having Harbor on for as long as you have, you expect them to be like an 11 and 1, possibly 12 and 0 team at that point. But like, like they could very easily. Be ten and two, other you know the twelve game season, and that's a very good year. You you get a, a very good recognizable bowl game, but like they're they're bound to they're they're bound to lose to at least one of Ohio State, Michigan State, if not both, and then they're bound to get one more loss in there somewhere. So I, I don't really think they have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Like it's not impossible, but I'm definitely going on the more than unlikely. I'm gonna have to agree with you, but I am one of those guys who have been out there screaming for the stoppage of, no, no more Alabama in the playoffs, no more Clemson in the playoffs. Give me like a USC, a Michigan, a Texas. That would be so cool to watch. So although I don't think it'll happen, I would be okay with backing it, even though I'm a Spartan. I would definitely be cool to see Michigan make it into the playoffs and maybe even do some damage. At the other day, you're an alumni now. You're not at Michigan State. You still have allegiance to it, but I'm it's not still Spartan though. Yeah, it's still not <laughs> as much allegiance. So like at, at this point, like you you just gotta be happy if Michigan teams are having success. You're gonna root for Michigan State over Michigan every day of the week when they're playing each other, of course. But like if Michigan were to get into the college football playoffs, I think you are a stupid irrational person if you're a Michigan State fan and you don't cheer for Michigan there. Because it's just better for the conference at the end of the day. Yeah. I gotta agree with that, and I grew up a Michigan fan, so yeah. So, so it's not like it's your, it's not like your whole family's Michigan State, just bleeding green. Your, you know, your, your roots are tied down there, right? All right, let's now move over to the Spartans. Currently four and zero, they sit at number seventeen overall. Uh, they've got some really good wins. I'd argue they've had a tougher schedule and better wins than U of M has to this point. They have. Uh, they. Went into Northwestern and thumped them 38-21. to 21. Then they played a cupcake in Youngstown State. Then went into Miami, thumped them 38-17. to 17. Uh, Apparently played a cupcake in Miami. The hell? Yeah, I don't know what's happening with them. But uh, at the time, Miami was ranked. And because of that win, they found themselves in the rankings. 
and then they slid up to 17 here after an overtime win against Nebraska. One, I was very shocked that it even got to that point. I was a little bit scared, but the one thing that Michigan State has been able to do over and over again and was the deciding factor in this Nebraska game, they've been able to create turnovers. And because of that, they they don't have the best defense in the league. Uh, They've given up 72 points through four games. But when it comes to turnovers, they've been able to do that every single game. And that's what's getting them their wins, including Kenneth Walker. In my opinion, the best running back in college football right now. 76 attempts, 554 yards, five touchdowns, 7.3 average. He's been phenomenal. He was a little bit slow in this past game, but we knew big things were to come when he broke off for 264 and four touchdowns in that first game. Yeah, he he has looked very good. And, you know, people like coming into the season were skeptical of Mel Tucker. Uh, Skeptics, I think you can, you know, put those worries to bed now, even if they like have some struggles throughout the year. Like you weren't, say it wasn't expected to win two, they were expected to win two games this year based on Vegas odds. So the fact that they're 4 0 right now, they look better than you could have ever imagined. So even if they say they finish 7 and 5, that's still a very successful season based on the timeline expectations that were expected out of this team, I would say. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Like, obviously, it'd be disappointing to, you know, get like three more wins than five more losses. Like, you don't want to go three and five, finish out the year, but it'd still be a good season overall. And so really, this is just like even better, more optimism, better for recruiting down the road. They've got some good kids coming in. Um, it, it's it's been fun to watch. I, I'm I'm happy to cheer for State. I'm I'm cheering for all these Michigan schools, regardless who they are. Um, it, it's really cool to see Kenneth Walker has looked good. He looks like another legitimate NFL back. Um, you know, it, to the extent who knows. Same thing with, with Blake Horn, but they look like really, really, really good college running backs. Uh, there's just uh, there's just a lot a lot of happiness going on in, in the collegiate ranks in Michigan right now. Absolutely. Mel Tucker's really surprised me. And I, I think part of that happiness that you alluded to is because of recent performances. Last year, Michigan went two and four. A shock to, I think, a lot of people because before that, they only had, I think it was two or three wins the season prior and multiple seasons before that as well. Two and four, an absolutely brutal season to the standards of U of M. Michigan State, they went two and five last year, and that is bad. It wasn't super uncommon for them recently. It wasn't completely unexpected. Exactly. So with both teams starting 4-0, a lot of optimism. I think there should be slightly more optimism towards the Spartan side just because This is the standard for Michigan right now. They haven't played any extremely good teams, so they're expected to beat all the teams they've played so far. So if you're a state fan, I think you can be a little bit happier than Michigan fans. But overall, like you said, there needs to be happiness for both sides because both teams are doing something that's very fun to watch. Yeah, and um, so this is a little off topic. I agree with what you say. And I know we're going to talk about how State here in a few anyway, but like we've just been really talking about the run game here the last little bit. I, I I want to talk about. I'm buying 2024 draft picks right now, just dude, for, uh, for Henderson. Ramion Henderson, dude. And I I I so shout out to Ray GQ on Twitter. Like the, like he was talking about him like back in like April, like when you know like guys were starting to show up for for spring camp like and stuff. Um, you know he he was saying like this guy's gonna be a dude. Like he's he could make an impact right away at Ohio State. He's averaging nine and a half carry right now. He looks 
ridiculous. He looks like a junior or senior. He looks really damn good on the field. Uh, there's a lot of good young talent in college football this year, dude. It, it, it's exciting. Like, B. John Robinson, as you mentioned, too. I have a big tank base. guy. He had a tough game this last week, but like he's still looking really good running the ball, too. There's just so much young talent in college football right now. It's so exciting. The thing that sinks, though, that offensive talent hasn't translated to this upcoming draft class. I know. All of the top quarterbacks are disappointing. Uh, some of the top running backs are disappointing. You know, like your Brees Halls and your Isaiah Spillers, who are supposed to be the top dogs, who were Heisman favorites, still having good seasons, but they're not performing like the Kenneth Walkers, like the Blake Gorms, yeah. like even the Travion Henderson. So um, just a little bit of a disappointing season for those players. But Chase, why don't we move on from the Michigan teams and talk about three teams that I don't want to say were expected to make the college football playoffs, but definitely three of the favorites to make it into the college football playoffs, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Let's start with Clemson. They're already out. I don't think there's a chance they make the playoffs. Sitting at 2-2, two and two, 25 in the AP poll. Something's not working for them. Losing to Georgia, not a big deal. But then when you lose to NC State in overtime, that really says something about the program. For reference, they were four votes going to Texas's favor instead of theirs from being unranked. Like it, it was that close. There's a seven, a seven vote difference, one thirty eight to one thirty one. Um, they just, they really, really just do not look good at at all. Um, there really is no chance to get in because you know you talked about it, like this. If they've looked atrocious. Their schedule's too easy being in the ACC. They're not playing anybody tough enough. They're like, if like if they played Bama at some point, they won. And convincingly, they'd be like, okay, maybe we have to reconsider this. Maybe it's just a slow start and they're figuring out now and they deserve to be here. But like they don't they don't have any way that they can do that again. So no matter what they do, they could win every game 70 nothing going forward, and it still doesn't do it for me. And this is a team that has to play a 4-0 Boston College team this upcoming Saturday. Wouldn't be shocked if Boston College takes this one. Let's go, BC. The the big concern for me as a fantasy guy, DJ Uyunglele, not the guy we expected. Yeah, he doesn't get my cool nickname anymore, DJ Uyunglele. It's like DJ Ugly Play Play. That's, that's his new name. <laughs> okay. That's a terrible <laughs> nickname. I just uh, came up with it on the spot. Give me some, no, I'm not, I'm not giving you any but, slack. No, but he, he looks so bad. I don't know what happened because in the two games uh, he played last year when Trevor Lawrence was down, he looked good. And for some reason right now, he is not doing so hot. I'm going to pull up his full stats, but I mean, like it's, it's like Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant, when he was starting at Clemson, looked looked pretty damn good. And then Trevor Lawrence takes over and then all of a sudden he changes out and looks absolutely atrocious. And it's not on an alpha roster anymore. Through four games, he has 586 yards. That's really bad. That's, yeah, it's not even 150 a game. That's 95th in the country. Yeah, that's not ideal. Then you have three touchdowns, three interceptions. And that, that's a passing offense, too. Mm-hmm. That's not a running offense. It's a passing offense. And a 46.2 QBR. Yikes. So this is a guy that a lot of us in the fantasy community have talked about. This is the Trevor Lawrence of the 2023 class. This is the quarterback we're going to be looking for not no more and unless he turns his game around like right now 
there's no reason to think he's going to be a first round pick and think he could be a good dynasty quarterback. Yeah, we'll see what he does going forward. You know, next year is really where things are going to show. If you have Debbie drafts or you do college Canton drafts and in fantasy, feel bad for you because you spent high draft capital on DJU and he is. Yeah, he, he's not worth it. And the thing that stinks is the defense isn't playing bad. They've only given up 48 points. So averaging giving up 12 points a game, that's not bad at all. Yeah, but they lost 9-7 to seven to Georgia Tech, right? That was the final score of that game, something like that? Uh, Where is it? 27. No, Georgia Tech, they won 14-8. to eight. Oh, okay. They lost to NC State 27-21 and then lost to Georgia 10-3. to three. Oh, okay. I, I remember a low-scoring game. I can't remember which one it was, but there we go. That's what it was. Yeah, so it's just tough. Dabo Sweeney needs to get that offense under control because – they had very highly touted prospects in DJ and Justin Ross. Something's just not going right for them. And unfortunately, even if they do figure it out, it's too late at this point. They are done. Let's not talk about Oklahoma because although Oklahoma ranks over Ohio State, six compared to 11, and Oklahoma doesn't have a loss, I feel like Oklahoma is in a worse position than Ohio State. And it comes by the fact that They beat Tulane only by five points. They beat Nebraska only by a touchdown. They beat West Virginia only by a field goal. This is a team that should be absolutely killing Tulane, absolutely killing West Virginia, absolutely killing Nebraska. That hasn't been the case. I don't know what it is. They don't really have that killer mentality. Spencer Rattler, he's underperformed. Really, it just seems like Oklahoma plays to their talent or plays to the level of their opponent. And if you do that against the likes of Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, even Iowa State, it could backfire. Yeah, like talk about it in previous years. Like Oklahoma is a, a often ranked, overranked kind of team, honestly. Um, and I think it, it just really is the case. Like it, it just it looks so. I don't know how to say it. It just, it just does not look like. A 4-0 team. I, yeah. I I really don't know how else I want to word this. They just flat out just don't look like a 4-0 team. You know, I echo a lot, a lot of the sentiments that you were just kind of talking about there. Like, I I really just, it, it really just, I really am struggling to talk here, as you can tell. I really just, I don't know what to say about them because I it is weird that they're 4-0 to me. They're not looking good. And then Spencer Rattler, when we look at his overall stats, just over 1,000 yards on the season, eight touchdowns, three interceptions. A 75.9 QBR. Definitely better than DJ, but when you're sitting 21st in QBR and you were the projected first overall pick in this upcoming draft class, it's not what you want to see. And yet again, it doesn't look good. Uh-uh. Nothing about the Sooners team looks good. They, like I said, should be dominating the teams that Alabama would dominate and Georgia would dominate, but they're not. Every nope. single game is close. I would not be shocked if this weekend they go up against Kansas State, who just recently got into the rankings but then fell right back out because of an Oklahoma State loss. But I would not be shocked if Kansas State is an upset alert. Yeah, that, that, that'd be cool. I, I I hope they lose to Kansas State. That'd be fantastic, dude. Something about this Oklahoma team bugs me and rubs me the wrong way, uh, and that's why I think Ohio State in a much safer position than Oklahoma. A Oklahoma still can make the playoffs. No big deal. They're not out like Clemson. Ohio State sitting at 3-1 and one, still can make the playoffs. They're only lost to Oregon. But 
this Ohio State team, it didn't feel like they should have lost to Oregon. This is a team that is coming in, supposed to be one of the best teams in the league. I know a lot of people had them at number two, only behind Alabama. Uh, right now, I think they are very vulnerable. We see Iowa and Penn State above them. I think Michigan and Michigan State could even take a win off of them this year. They're not looking like the dominant Big Ten team we see every single year. Yeah, um, I think they're more likely to like figure it out than the other, than like exactly. Yeah, that's why like, I wanted yeah. to put them like, last. Like, I, I really do feel like they're more likely to figure it out. Um, but they're definitely just something missing. Like when you had Justin Fields at the helmet, it just it made things so much easier. Um, you know, now, you know, CJ Stroud has looked a little underwhelming. Talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, Kyle McCord's come in and got an opportunity. But I think really another week or two, I think Ohio State's going to look like normal Ohio State. I really do. I really just think it's just a slow start. They're piecing things together slowly enough, and then they're going to be fine. And still, you know, they're getting the benefit of the doubt being ranked at 11. And if they win out, like, I would be shocked if they're not in the comfortable playoffs at that point. The offense has looked good, even with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I like to see Kyle McCord play even more. Travion Henderson, we talked about how good he has been. However, it's the defense that's holding the Buckeyes back right now. Currently, they have the third worst defense in the Big Ten, giving up 93 points uh, over their four games. It's tough to play Oregon and win, but when you're at home, you're expected to beat this Oregon team without K1 Thibodeau. Exactly. And it just, I mean, I was celebrating because at that time I was at Michael Buckle's house. We were playing some, uh, what is it? Uh, beer die. Yeah. Beer die. We were playing some beer die. We we're all getting drunk and loving that Oregon was taking it to the Buckeyes. But I agree a team that has not been the dominant force we thought, but we could easily see come back, make the return and make it to the playoffs. Yep. All right, let's now move on to talking about the playoffs overall. Uh, what will it look like? We've got, right now, two Big Ten teams in the top five. Uh, we talked about how Alabama and Georgia, they seem like locks. What are other teams that we could see making it into the playoffs? And is there any team in the world right now that can beat this Alabama roster? So... We'll start with, you know, teams I think could get in. Bama and Georgia are good to go, of course. Mentioned that. You know, looking at way rankings are right now. Oregon, they're, they're a team that's a pretty good bet as long as they keep on rolling. I don't think Penn State finishes undefeated, so I think they're going to fall. If Iowa can stay undefeated, then, like, they're going to get in. But also that feels so unlikely, too. So, really, you start... I start kind of kind of looking down this list. Like this is probably the least sure I feel about a college football playoffs in a couple of years. Like I feel good about the top two, but three and four, I just don't know. Cause Arkansas is playing well. You know, they can find their way in Notre Dame can still find their way in. You know, they don't look that great. Florida. They held a very tight game. against Bama the whole time around. If they went out, then they're going to, uh, then they're going to be in no problem. So like it, there's so much could go here. Um, if I had to just go with a couple teams, I just want to throw out real quick. Uh, I'll go Oregon, Ohio state, Florida, um, you know, maybe Cincinnati, they're at seven right now. If they go undefeated, maybe they can find their way there. But like, I don't know. I I think I got some weird feeling, some random team we don't expect is going to find their way in there. It's super fun to look at because like I said earlier on in the show, I'm not interested in just seeing the same playoff over and over again. Uh, Bama, Georgia, those are teams that have been in the playoffs multiple times. 
we're going to see them, but we're not going to see the Clemsons. Uh, there's a chance, uh, and a pretty good chance, that we don't see Ohio State or Oklahoma, who have seen it multiple times. There's a good chance we're not going to see Notre Dame in there either. So there's a lot of fun to be had here. I'm rooting for Michigan State and Michigan. Well, yeah, of course, but like, like, what are the odds? Not good, but like, how fun would that be? Yeah, it, it would be. The, the The teams I'm rooting for, of course, the Michigan teams, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Arkansas. I, I would not mind seeing him because I'm a big trailer, uh, trailer Burke side. So it'd be cool to see him do some damage on, on a bigger stage. And then uh, the other two small schools. I mean, if we count Fresno State, I guess kind of three small schools and BYU, uh, Coastal Carolina, Fresno State. But Fresno State really doesn't have much chance. But BYU 13, Carolina State 16, both undefeated. You know, like maybe they keep rolling too. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there is a real possibility of Ole Miss and Arkansas even sniffing something. Because this weekend, Arkansas plays Georgia. Ole Miss plays Alabama. If there's two upsets right there, the whole, like, we talked about craziness. Shit hits the fan. If Ole Miss beats Alabama and Arkansas beats Georgia. Shit hits the fan. There is no longer a lock for the playoffs. No. it. I think Bam would still be number one, to be honest. Even if they lose to Ole Miss after a performance where they barely held on against Florida? I do. Okay. So I think Bama would still be number one. I want to see it now. I yeah. so badly want to see it. Yeah, but like that. If both these teams lose, if Georgia wins and Bama loses, Georgia will be number one. That yeah, be, obviously. And but like, I know, family member of mine would be in, in oh glory God. if that happened. Ima- imagine if Bama loses somehow during the regular season. Georgia goes undefeated. Georgia doesn't have to play them in the SEC championship game because they lose an SEC game and they just get a free buy of the national championship, pretty much. They op- they go up against Ole Miss or Arkansas in the SEC championship, yeah. and then they get to play Bama in the in the national championship and get blown out. <laughs> You're really not uh, not getting any new fans by saying that. Oh, but, I know. Uh, yeah, Ole Miss, they've looked really good. Matt Corral, I know there's some people out there that think Matt Corral should be the Lions for a strong pick. Uh, he's looked good, but... Wait, you say some people or some person? Because the person... Well, I thought you were like, one of them. No. Oh, okay. I, tw- I tweeted there, or put that in the group chat, remember, because we talked about it. Let's do that to, to make Alec mad. Mm-hmm. And I, he has looked good, though. He has looked good, and, and I've got some more faith in him. But like, I still don't want a quarterback in this draft. And at the same time, we do got to just simmer down the hype just a little bit. He's going up against Alabama, so I'm excited to see what he can do there. But so far... Speaking of Bama real quick, too. Unless you want to finish your thought yes. real quick, you can. So far, he's played Louisville, App State, and Tulane. Yeah, which is fair. But speaking of Bama, dude, Bryce Young is looking good. He's, he's looking real really good. good. Like, like, he's my QB1 for 23 class right now. Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, 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 like very safely. Yes. Like, I would much the rather... The only other one was, like, DJ, and yeah. he's trash. I would much rather Detroit just go through another year of horribleness and, and get Bryce Young instead of taking a chance on a quarterback this year. Well, hey, that's what I wanted when it was Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. At this point in the season, Burrow was doing some really good stuff, but he wasn't the Burrow we know from the college football season. Sounds very similar to Matt Corral right now. Yeah, no, it, 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 won't, it won't be that way. Sorry. Of, of honestly, of quarterbacks in the like in this draft class right now that I would like, I'd be good. Okay, with the guy, I'd be I'd be fine with Matt Corral in like this like second round or maybe the Lions' last first round pick if he keeps showing well. Like then great, that, that's great. Or Malik Willis is really the only other guy. Otherwise, just like don't even bother. Like take JT Daniels in the second third round if he's there. Like that that's about it. Like no one in this class is gonna step up and do Joe Burrow things because that was a one time thing that might not ever happen again. 
and no one has shown enough to really be like, okay, you're the dude that we want going forward, you know? And I feel like it's kind of sad that right now I've got JT Daniels as a top three quarterback in this class. Yeah. That's kind of saying something. Yeah. I, I haven't sat down and really done that, but like just kind of free balling it real quick. I, I wouldn't be that surprised if I had him there as well. So I don't know. It's been a tough season for this upcoming draft class, but how many games has Mississippi state played? I'm so, I'm sorry. I I I'm just looking at quarterback stats. This quarterback's on 225 passes already. Second in the nation's 186. Played four. That's a lot of passes per game. Mm-hmm. That's so right off the rip. That's that's over 55 passes a game. Well, you got to do that when your defense has given up over a hundred points in those four games. <sighs> that's crazy. That's, and listen to his numbers though. Will Rogers. I don't know who you are. I have no idea who you are. So maybe you are Joe Burrow. Because you're 169 for 225, 75.1 completion percentage, 1454 in the yardage, 11 touchdowns, two picks. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's obviously a lot of like throwing, but when you're throwing the ball that much, when you have 225 attempts, only two picks, that's a really good ratio. And says he's a sophomore. I don't know if he's a redshirt sophomore or uh, just a straight up sophomore, but... I think if they're um, even if they get retroded for the like career stats in ESPN, it has twenty nineteen. It would just be like nothing for stats. So I think he might be a true sophomore. Okay, so he wouldn't be able to come out this no, year. No, no, no. There's no way he started as a true freshman. I take that back. There's no way he started as a true freshman because he played in twenty twenty. Okay. There, there, there's there's just no way. Sorry. So there is a chance that uh, he comes out this year. Yeah, it's not impossible, but like, hey, cool, good for him. There you go. You're Joe Burrow. Yeah, and he kind of looks like Joe Burrow if Joe Burrow was like bought at Dollar Tree. <laughs> Nice. Dollar Tree version of Joe Burrow. I yeah. like it. All right. Well, let's go over some of the games this weekend. We got some exciting games this weekend that I don't think people were too hyped about when it came to the start of the season, like Georgia, Arkansas. That doesn't seem like a very big game at the start of the season. However, Arkansas has been absolutely on fire. That game's at noon. Uh, you got Iowa at Maryland Friday night. Doesn't really seem like a big upset, but Talia Tungavaloa has been talked about in the top 10 for Heisman voting. Like he's been good this year. There's a real possibility that he goes off and could upset an Iowa team that might be sleeping on this Maryland team. Yeah. It's not likely, but it's far from impossible. And like, he really has looked good and good for Maryland. You know, they, they deserve it. They, they've just been a perennial, just meh team. You know, they, they deserve, they deserve a little bit of excitement. Absolutely. Let's talk about Georgia at, or uh, Arkansas at Georgia. I feel like this is a Georgia Georgia win because I don't think really anyone touches Georgia and Alabama right now. But Arkansas has been on fire. Any chance you're taking Arkansas in this one? No, I got. I'm, I'm going Georgia in this one. It kind of have to, even though I do like Arkansas. You know, I mentioned I'm a, I'm a big Burks guy, but um, at the end of the day, Georgia has looked very good. Like it's too hard to argue. Another noon game. You've got Michigan going up against Wisconsin. Graham Mertz Badgers. What are the odds that Graham Mertz takes his last nine games and triples the touchdown count, throws six against the Wolverines? Okay, well, that part was, I thought you were <laughs> talking about him winning because um, I was going to say, apparently likely, because I remember seeing earlier in the week that Wisconsin was favored at one point. Oh, I, good. I feel like that can't be the case anymore. But if they are, like, I mean, take Michigan to at least cover at that point. Um, but like, I because I think Michigan wins this game. I, I just I haven't seen enough out of Wisconsin to to really you know butter my egg roll. It's it just it's really just been Mich- you know Michigan just seems like they're better in really every way right now. Wisconsin still a favorite. What is it three? A two point favorite over Michigan. 
that's, that's, that's worth your money, folks. You find an alternate line where Michigan is favored. It'll be good odds and put your money on that. I don't really understand it. I mean, they're in Wisconsin, so like maybe that sure, adds some points. Yeah. Um, maybe because oh, Michigan only beat Rutgers twenty to thirteen, but like yeah, I know, don't. Those I, close games happen all the time in college football. Good, like, even good teams they have close games sometimes. It just happens. And I mean, I guess I get like if there's Wisconsin hype because still. Because they played number nine Notre Dame. That was one of their losses. And the other one was number four Penn State. But like, Graham Mertz is terrible. Yeah, he is. So, like, some of that's got to go out the window. Yeah, like, Michigan should have like a, a two or three turnover advantage at least, which is going to help them get at least a couple scores ahead. Absolutely. Then we got Texas at TCU. Uh, old Mitch Sr., his uh, sleeper team. Sorry, but I think Texas is going to take that one. Bijan going to have a good game. Uh, I think the game of the week, number seven, Cincinnati versus number nine, Notre Dame at 2.30. That's a game I really want to watch. However, it's going to be the... Someone selfish. A ceremony. Someone selfish. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know, as I said, I'm, I'm heavier, I said it on the other show, I'm going to have your buds in. Um, I'm just going to listen listen to this game, put up my on my screen, celebrate very quietly, but very aggressively at the same time. The thing is, the reception hall plastered with TVs. They made sure that the TVs were there so that... If games were on, we'll be able to watch that. So that's cool. But yeah, Cincinnati at Notre Dame, I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Then, of course, you have Ole Miss at Alabama. That's going to be a fun one. You got Matt Corral, who's looking phenomenal right now, going against really an unbeatable Alabama team, it seems like. What are your thoughts on this one? Any chance Ole Miss takes it? No. That was quick. <laughs> that was quick and easy. Um, they, they, could, they could put up a solid effort, but like, I still think Bama's going to cover whatever the spread is. Like, I don't care what it is. I think you should cover. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, then Michigan state, they're playing Western Kentucky. That should be a win. Clemson at Boston college. We talked about that real chance. Boston college hands Clemson, their third loss. Uh, and really the, the last really exciting game, 7 PM. I don't know why it's on ESPN two, but it's number 21 Baylor at number 19, Oklahoma state. This is, a real possibility that either of these teams is the big 12 championship. Whoever comes out of this one, yeah. I think could be Oklahoma and end up being that big 12 champion. I agree. And I hope it's Baylor. Cause I like Baylor better, um, Same, but th- that'll be the one that I'm, if it's, if they really are loaded up with TVs at, at the hall, that'll be the one I'm paying more attention to than all these other games, to be honest, because that one should be a pretty good effort. Also, I don't know if you saw it last week, Bo Nix, he got benched. So you got Auburn versus LSU uh, at the nine o'clock game. I just thought it was really funny that uh, Auburn had Malik Willis and decided to go with Bo Nix and Bo Nix has so, been benched. So, so bad, dude. Like Malik Willis in that offense would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Imagine him with like real players to give the ball. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is our college football update show right there. We're going to try to keep spreading these throughout the season, getting some, college football shows in here because we love doing it but of course the nfl they have so much stuff going on as well uh but before we end the show we've got a little arch manning update if you don't know arch manning he is the nephew of eli and peyton the son of their brother cooper manning he is currently a junior i can't find uh his full season stats so far but they played two games they're undefeated in their most recent game, September 25th, he was 238 and four touchdowns through the air, 64 
and one on the ground. Phenomenal player in 24-7 sports composite. He is the number one ranked player. Well, he's down to six schools according to 24-7 sports. Those schools being Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Ole Miss, Clemson, and LSU. Uh, he happened to visit Georgia when they dominated South Carolina 40-13. to He said that he loved the campus and he would love to play for Kirby Smart. Uh, he's visiting Bama this weekend when they play Ole Miss. Texas, he will be visiting October 16th versus Oklahoma State. Ole Miss visiting them October 23rd uh, to watch Eli get his number retired and play LSU. Clemson, he'll be visiting October 30th to play Florida State. And then LSU, he's got no visit scheduled so far. Now, before I talk about the rumor of his final two teams, I got to say, if Ole Miss goes into Bama while he's visiting Bama, Ole Miss wins, and then when he visits Ole Miss, they beat LSU. That's some really good prospects right there. Yeah, that, that, that's, that'd be a really good recruit, recruiting tool. So that'd, that'd be cool to see. Um, but the reality, I mean, they, they could beat LSU, but like the beat Bama. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So Arch Manning. Don't go to Bama. According to Brooks Austin of Sports Illustrated. This was two days ago. Things seem to be shaping up to be a race between Georgia and Texas at this moment in his recruitment. Things could come to a close pretty quickly with Manning, according to sources close. Go to Texas. I agree. That would be awesome. That would be a very good fit. You got C. Sarkeesian down there you, you can go work with and you know put up some big numbers. You know, you, you'll get... Will will he have the last year of B. John Robinson? No, no, they, they won't. They won't intersect. That's okay. But I still, I still love to see him and you know the, the Texas Orange on there. I, I think, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, so ho- hopefully, that if that that's really the case, that's the route he goes. But I also wouldn't mind if he like went to like you know uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan State, yeah, North, Northwood. His team is already already wears green and white. So I mean, Michigan State just makes sense. And I found his at least on Max Preps his season, his season stats. Okay. Um, this was for 2021. So I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if it's last year or this season. I think about it. How many seasons does it show on max preps? If it show, yeah. So it wouldn't be <laughs> okay. his most recent. So, uh, I found his max prep stats for the last two years. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Appreciate that. Yeah. No, no problem. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to look. Yeah. I tried looking for him. I, I couldn't find his full stats. So I was able to find his most recent game, but couldn't get his first game. But this is a kid that has so much hype. I think the last time any kid has had this much hype uh, around them, it's been Trevor Lawrence. So going to be a lot of fun to continue watching his recruitment. Uh, but hey, it could be very clo- or it could be very soon that it ends. So uh, it'd be a lot of fun if he went to Texas or Georgia. Really don't want him going to Alabama. And I'm so happy because he canceled a trip to Ohio State to go to Ole Miss. So right Good. there, Ohio State already out of the picture. That'd be gross. That'd be, that would be ew, icky, you know. All right. Well, that's going to be it for the show. Um, any last words, Chase? Uh, not really. Just you know, look forward to when we do this show another three, four weeks, or whenever it is, probably as well. Absolutely, uh, maybe you know, do like a like a once a month type thing. Um, seeing where things are shaking up there, we'll have a better idea what the college football playoff picture might look like. You know, we'll, we'll be eight games, nine games in the season at that point. Things will be very different from where they are right now. If there's an Arkansas and Ole Miss 
upset, we might have to do an emergency episode. I agree. Uh, but that's going to do it for the show. We want to, and, and hopefully I, I'm not going to promise anything, but it would be really cool if we were able to have guests the next time we do a college football episode. Yeah, that would be awesome. Get some people in here, but that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP sports pod. That's again on Twitter at WNP sports pod. You can also follow our Facebook and Instagram. Those links will be down in the description of whatever you're listening to, whether it be on YouTube or a podcast platform, they'll be right down there for you. If you are listening on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, and subscribe, and as well as hit the bell to turn on notifications, YouTube will let you know when we are coming out with a new episode. Let us know in the comments what you think about the craziness that has happened in the college football season, as well as how far can MSU and U of M go? Do you think there's a chance they make the playoffs? Do you not? I'd love to hear that. And then if you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could please give us a follow and a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that. Thanks so much, and as always, we're not professionals.